Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined uh, for our weekly episode, Lunch with the Coach, with Coach Brian Irwin, two-time state championship uh, high school football coach in the state of Texas. Uh, Brian, Longhorns thoroughly dominate uh, Kansas on Saturday, 55-14. to 14. What were your thoughts about the game? Uh, just the way we came out and played uh, dominant football, able to run the ball, stop the run, uh, just solid in all three phases, you know, running the football and then stopping the run, then the special teams looked fantastic. I liked our energy. I liked the way we responded. I know Sark uh, made a big deal out of that after the game about uh, challenging the guys in practice. You know I, know, I know and I'm sure they challenged the offensive line after TCU, and uh, it looks like they responded to the challenge. And you always like to see that. I mean, it's that's imperative that uh, a team can rise to the challenge. They don't let one team beat them twice. You know, it's it's um, something we hang our hat on this year with this team and this culture is, you know, we hadn't lost two in a row. And we can't say that last year. You know, we we, we had a pretty ugly uh, situation last year, but we haven't lost two in a row. The guys have responded. You know, success in life, uh, we always said 90% of the time success is, is not based on what happens to you. It's based on how you respond to what happens to you. And the guys responded. The coaching staff responded. And that's great to see. All right, I got some questions. I want to talk to you about culture, some other things that you, that you may or may not have observed. Uh, the fact that they haven't lost two games in a row, I, I just really, I mean, I didn't even thought about it that way, but it's uh, indicative uh, of uh, a mm -hmm. team that uh, is trying to turn the corner and the coaches, yeah. I think, have their attention, right? Yeah. Um, Lunch with the Coach uh, is brought to you by Laura Baker. Uh, Laura is a realtor with the Andy Allen team for Keller Williams Real Realty. If you're looking for a home uh, with – uh, within or around the Austin area, uh, please contact Laura at Laura at AndyAllenTeam.com. She's an Austin uh, real estate professional and a diehard Longhorn fan. Um, Brian, we talk about that. You, you mentioned, I, I love that you brought up not losing two games in a row. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love it because uh, last year we saw this Texas team go in the tank. Almost. Yep. Um, just problems compounded. Uh, this year, Problems have not compounded. They've found their way out of it. Now, um, is that because they have better players? Is that because they have a better uh, culture? Is that a mix of a whole bunch of things? What What do you put What do you put put that on? I guess I think it's a mix of everything. I, you know, I I like to I like to leave the talent for last. Uh, I like to be optimistic and 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 love what what we're seeing out of this coaching staff and all these players. Um, the the leadership. You know, we've got more leaders than just Roshan Johnson. Last year, it was Roshan Johnson. And he he carried the team into the last game of the season, you know, put them on their back in the Wildcat formation. This year, you can see we have more leaders, more guys that step up, uh, guys that, you know, they respond. They don't want to lose. They want they don't want to lose for the University of Texas. They don't want to let Sark down. They don't want to let their coordinator down. Uh, they don't want to let their teammates down. And I think it's a mixture – of all that. That's what the culture, the leadership, um, you see when guys respond like this, you got a funny feeling or a great feeling in your, in your gut that, you know what, we got the right coach. The guys believe in him. And that's 99% of the battle. When the players are going to respond to the head coach and the challenge and the charge that he sets for them on Sunday or Monday prior to the game, and they respond to it, that's what we're looking for. Yeah, I, I, I tell you what, uh, seven and four. I, I predicted seven and five to start the season. I think you were eight and four. Mm -hmm. um, we're on the precipice of either one of them. Um, yeah. in, in either respect, uh, it is a 
I don't want to say it's an overwhelmingly successful season, but it's a it's a it's a move in the right direction, which yeah. um, I think that all of us want Texas to move directionally the right way. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? So we can argue over seven and five or eight and four or whatever happens uh, yeah. with Baylor. But it's certainly an improvement. Um, I, I looked at uh, the Kansas numbers and uh, Kansas was averaging seven, averaging seven, three point seven point three yards per play. They ended up on Saturday, 5.9. You mentioned stopping the run. Um, really, Kansas was hit or miss on offense and, and mostly miss. Mm -hmm. And Texas just stopped the run in a way that Kansas hasn't been stopped this year. Only other team that held them to 14 points was Iowa State, which has the number one defense in the league right now. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Stopping the run was key. Um, it, it was beautiful to see. We made them one-dimensional. And in a, on a cold, semi-windy day in November where it's probably getting close to 20 degrees in, in Lawrence, Kansas, it's tough to throw the football. That's why we said, and we've said it for the last you know two or three weeks, this is the time of year we've got to be able to run the football. We've got to be able to stop the run, make them one-dimensional, and, and that's what we did. You know, Bobby, going back to what you're talking about, whether 74 is good enough or not good enough, it, it is where we are, and it, and it is – linear progress i mean we can see it we can see the progress um the team's fun to watch first of all i mean they're, they're going to get after it they're going to play hard it's not always pretty but they're going to get after it and we've got to look at this as as let's just say texas fans and we got to be unique in and of ourselves we can't pay attention to the progress of lsu or the progress of usc or the progress of tcu and how fast it is because for every one of those i can point out that first or second year coach that's not getting it done, whether it's Miami or whether it's, uh, you know, Dave Miranda at Baylor just having a you know, subpar year this year after having a great year last year. Let's do they had six cats go to the NFL, right? Now he's a great coach. They've got a good program. I live here in Waco. I'm very, very impressed with Dave Miranda. Uh, but um, we, we've got to look at this in and of ourselves and where we are. And what we're doing, because Steve Sarkeesian took over the Texas football program. He took over the Texas players that he had day one. And he's had to build this thing from where we were. And we all know where we were. We all know what our limitations were. And uh, so as a Texas fan, as a Texas alumni, I'm proud of this football team. I'm proud of the trajectory of this program. We just got to keep it going. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that. And I, and I think it's a great point because – uh, you know, he didn't walk in to a team that had a four-year starter at quarterback. Sam Ellinger wasn't coming back, right? No. no. Um, and you look at a situation like, oh, let's take Mel Tucker at Michigan State right now. Um, a yeah. year after being the darling and getting a, I think, a $90 million pay raise. Big time, um, Big time contract. Yeah. I mean, now he's under five, he's sub 500 and they don't, they just lost a game where the opponent only completed two passes, I think. So, I mean, uh, our two passes more than 10 yards. Bobby, I can give you a, a, probably a better example than that is a guy that's I think he's in year five, and he's about an hour and a half south of Waco, Texas. And uh, the first time I've watched them pretty much all year the other day, and they're bad. They're bad. Yeah. Uh, Brian, you look at uh, this team. Let's talk a little bit about the offense now. That was a good, a good bit on the defense and the overall team. Uh, you know – they really leaned on B. John Robinson in the run mm -hmm. game. I counted mm -hmm. five times Texas ran the ball at third and long. Yeah. 
I mean, third and seven or more, they ran the ball. They they connected on two of them, mm-hmm. got two of them in fourth and less than five, and then converted in those. And only one of them they didn't convert for a first down. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what are your, I mean, that's just saying we're going to run it period. Yeah. Well, I've got, I've got two thoughts on that. First and foremost is more of a, more of a culture or attitude thing. And, and we had a saying and we had a sign in our, in our locker room and our offensive coaches office and our, in our staff meeting room. And it said, our offense is our attitude. The way we conduct ourselves on offense, the way we, we're going to run the ball. We want to run the ball. We're going to throw the ball. We want to throw it. We're not going to let you dictate to us when we can run it, when we throw just because it's third and eight doesn't mean we can't run the ball. We might run the ball. And yeah, we may only have five or six run concepts and you think you know what they are, but you don't know them as well as we know. And you don't know them as well as our players know them. So our offense is our attitude. We saw that Saturday. Our offense was the attitude of the team. And I'm not taking anything away because our our defense has an attitude about it also. And their attitude is we're going to, we're going to stop the run. First and foremost, we're going to we're going to own the line of scrimmage and, and get it done, you know, from there. The second point, I think what you brought up, you know, running the ball five times on third and seven or eight or more is Sark goes into those situations where he's thinking, all right, I got two downs. And when and, and let's just say he wasn't the offensive coordinator. Let's say somebody else is calling the place. Sark will chime in and say, hey, coach, you got two downs. That's code for. You can run it right here if you want to. Uh, that was always my code. If I had an offensive coordinator, he's calling the plays, and it's third and seven, hey, you got two downs. You got two downs. That means you can run the football if you want to right here. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to take a chance maybe on fourth down. If we can get it to fourth and two, fourth and three, and we can go for it. But uh, I love the attitude that we have right now on offense. Um, our offense is our attitude. And you can tell the team is hanging their hat on that right now. Uh, here, here's the issue, all right? People are going to say, well, why didn't they do this against TCU? Mm-hmm. Well, TCU has a different front than than uh, than than Kansas. Kansas was the worst team in the league against the run. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, what I liked about uh, Sark and, and what they did on Saturday, um, Brian, uh, was they actually took what the defense gave them. They actually didn't try to force the downfield ball. They, yeah. they stuck with the underneath stuff. They st- stuck with the quick – uh, you know, the quick game, uh, yeah. essentially. And they stuck with the, the run game. I, I felt like uh, from a from that standpoint, it was, quote unquote, complimentary football. Right. Yeah. Um, instead of trying to beat your head against the wall against some uh, uh, one way or another, I felt like that was a good uh, situation for them to go into and really uh, game plan uh, the way they did and then execute it. Yeah. One of the first notes I had written down uh, within the first five minutes of the game was we had six guys touch the ball in the first two series. Um, I think it was Jay Witt, um, Roshan, Bijan, Xavier. Um, trying to remember who the other one was. Um, 
Anyway, we had six Keelan. guys. Yeah, maybe Keelan. 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 It was Keelan. It was Keelan Robinson. Uh, six guys touched the ball right there. And then we go into – the other thing I'd written down was in the second and third series, we ran the ball every single play. And I have one note or one exception to that. The shovel pass to Jay Witt, you know, that, that counts as a pass. It's a run. You know, I mean, it's it's a it's a run mentality, but it counts as a pass in the in the box score. So, the second series and the third series, we had all runs other than that little shovel pass to Jay Witt. And what's funny about that too is in the second and third series, we did not have one third down opportunity. We we it was first second down, first second down, first second down, first second down. Both the second and the third series, we did not even encounter a third down. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's what happens when you can run the ball. And yeah. when you have a guy like Bijan Robinson. Yeah. Um, yeah. How good is Bijan? And 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 for his uh, you know, I I I go back and forth whether or not I think he's a a uh top 10 pick to even a first rounder because I don't know that he's really got that mentality as a blocker that you want uh mm-hmm. in the program to take on or in the pro game to take on the uh those linebackers and defensive ends. But boy, he's really, really good when he sees the cutback lane. I mean, just yeah. he can get horizontal. Oh, Bobby, he, speed. I mean, he may not be great, great in pass protection. I think he'll probably get better as he gets older. Um, but he's going to be a great pro. He is going to make us proud. He's going to be on TV, and he, we're we're gonna, you know, say that's our guy. You know, that's that's a long one right there. He's, you know, an out uh, an Eckler type guy for the for the Chargers. I mean. He's he's going to be that type of guy, but probably even even better. Got it. Um, did he, uh, he? He seemed like he was running with a certain attitude uh, against KU following the TCU um, game. Uh, but you know, Roshan Johnson goes out with an injury, and I thought Keelan Robinson uh, spelled them well. Uh, the touchdown reception I thought was a nice play in the game uh, to put Texas up big, twenty-four to nothing at that point on a third and fifteen. It was just a swing pass. I mean, just a like, another like bubble screen yeah. essentially. Yeah, get speed and space, get athletes in space, and and let them go. I'm 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 happy for Keelan uh, getting getting some touches because he's he's got a, he's a great addition to the team. It seems like he's got a great attitude. He he's got great energy, and uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna need him to continue to mature and develop as we head into next year because he's gonna be an integral part of that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he if he indeed does stay for for another year. Uh, speaking with Brian Irwin, two time state championship football coach here on lunch with the coach. Uh, on Texas football. Uh, Brian, we, we talk about the offense, and I think we'd be remiss not to mention the offensive line. Mm-hmm. A week after TCU, I think, got the better of them, kind of overwhelmed them, mm-hmm. they overwhelmed KU. Um, yeah. uh, Kelvin Banks is playing uh, as well as any offensive lineman uh, at Texas has played as a freshman and since I think maybe forever. I mean, really, mm-hmm. he's playing yeah. fantastic football. Uh, you look across the group, uh, I mean, no real pass rush uh, problems yesterday or on Saturday. No mm-hmm. real, uh, you know, just opening up holes after hole, uh, doing good job on duo blocks. I mean, they, they're just – I feel like they may be a year or two away from actually being a great team right now. Mm-hmm. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, uh, they did a nice job controlling the line of They, You know, not real consistently all year have we been able to get Bijan to that second level, to that linebacker level clean. And he, he was able to get there clean um, on Saturday. And they so controlling the down guys on the line of scrimmage is huge. Uh, let Bijan, you know, make his first cut at the line of scrimmage or even past the line of scrimmage, not in the backfield because that's where he he gets kind of stymied a little bit. Uh, so, um, yeah, offensive line did a fantastic job. They're being physical. They're continuing to grow. They're continuing to mature. And, um, man, I tell you what, the future looks very, very bright. Brian, a little technical difficulty there on my end. You know, we, we talk about this team, I think, and I get I get worried that there's not enough steps forward inconsistent. I think mm-hmm. that it is good that we see them not losing multiple games at a time, right? Mm-hmm. Like they did last year where they lo- they the losses would compound on themselves. Yeah. Now we're seeing them get get over that next hump of not losing consecutive games, but are they to the point where they're consistently winning games? And maybe that's what uh, we're looking for this week against Baylor. Yeah, this, this is a big game. I mean, we've been saying that obviously every week and we're going to say it every week till we get done watching the Texas Longhorns. Uh, it's, it's a big game, but uh, this is a big game where Baylor's well coached Baylor's physical. These two teams are a lot alike. They're, they're, very physical. They both like to run the football. Uh, they both like to take some shots down the field. Uh, their quarterback's probably a little more athletic, you know, as far as fleet-footed than ours. But Baylor is very, very similar to us in the way they want to play and the characteristic and the style of play that they're playing and, and the way we're playing this year. So to, it's going to be big-time important that we finish the season strong on, on Friday. Um, we – need to put another game on top of this last game. Just like we're praising them for not losing two in a row, we need to win two, three, four in a row, right, to, to be able to to show that consistency that you referred to. Uh, so now let, let's be consistent. Let's line up. Let's run the football against Baylor. Not that we're going to run it to the same success we did against Kansas. It's not going to happen. But we can run it very, very successfully uh, stop their running game, force them to be one-dimensional, and play great special teams. Win with the same formula we beat Kansas with. It's not going to be fifty-five to fourteen, but it, if, if it can be twenty-eight to seventeen, we'll take it right now. Yeah, um, talking with Brian Irwin, head, uh, former head football coach, Texas high school ranks, two state championship wins. Uh, I want to thank our sponsor, uh, Laura Baker. Uh, she sponsors lunch with the coach each and every week. Uh, uh, she is an accomplished Austin Realer, realtor for Keller Williams and the Andy Allen team. Uh, she can handle all of your real estate needs in the Austin area. Uh, not, Laura is not only a diehard Longhorn fan, but a longtime Austin real estate e- expert. You can reach her at Laura at AndyAllenTeam.com. Uh, Brian, I guess, you know, we've we've done 12 of these now. With This is being the 13th going into the season, right? Uh, into the season. Uh, your overall feeling right now on these Longhorns and where they've come from what you thought they would be this this uh, this preseason? I think we're right on track. Um, I, I don't think we can compare ourselves with anybody else. We have to be us. 
Um, we, 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 we started where we were at two years ago and, and we're building this thing. Everything is, 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 is positive. Everything's trending and tracking in the right direction. We're getting better. We're recruiting exceptionally well. Um, our defense, which everybody was ready to throw in the ocean last year, defensively, our kids are playing at a level that we can very, very much be proud of. They are flat getting after it. They're stopping the run. I can remember this time last year, Bobby, watching Texas play Baylor. We could not stop them if they lined up and the quarterback says, I'm going to run in the 6-0, I'm going to run in the 7-0, and they told us exactly where they were going to run it prior to the play. We wouldn't have been able to stop it. Now we can stop the run. We're, we're playing hard. We're playing physical. I, I like the way we're trending. Um, this coach's staff has a, has a belief system to it. The players believe in them. There's no doubt about it. the way they're responding to them. They're, they believe in them. We just got to stay the course. We got to be patient, trust our trust his staff, and let's just keep building this thing the right way, slowly but surely. And and I got a feeling this thing's going to take off. Yeah, they just got to keep adding pieces, right? Yeah. Yes, they're going to lose some guys, but they're and and Bijan and Roshan are, are two of them. And Jordan Whittington, those are key key pieces. But yeah. they've got other young guys that are coming up too. This oh, is yeah. not a. Um, a situation where you're necessarily thinking that they're going to fall off the shelf now that they've built something up, right? No. And so I, I think that that's what you're getting at. Yeah. Is keep adding, keep yeah. getting better, keep instilling that winning culture mm-hmm. because it does matter. I mean, we saw that. I mean, last year, there's some kids that I thought quit because they had a losing culture, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like that's getting replaced slowly but surely. And it's not to your point. You called it linear. They're they're growing linear, not exponentially. Yeah. That that's okay. That's that's more certain to stand the test of time, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, let's build it the right way. Is. Yeah. Let's build it the right way. Let, you know, Sark could have gone out first year and gotten a dozen transfer guys in the portal, but you know, at that time two years ago, we didn't exactly know what this transfer portal was. A year later, we pretty much know what's going on. We know we got to get in there for a handful, right? But you also got to protect your culture. You got to protect the program. You got to grow your young kids at the same time. So, you know, let's build it the right way. And I think Sark's building it the right way. I like the way he handles himself. Uh, I, I, I like the way he handles the kids. I like the way he never – I mean, this goes back to the last offseason when you and I first started talking. He's going to reap the benefits because he doesn't throw the kids under the bus. He, he's he's self-confident and self-aware enough to take the blame when he needs to take the blame. Whether it's after TCU, he took the blame. He, he, he said, I, I didn't call a good game. I, I made some mistakes. I didn't get Bijan the ball enough. Well, he turned around the next week and, and, and you know, made the right decisions, had the right game plan. And I'll tell you what, another thing that, that Sark did on Saturday that stood out to me that I think was big was in the fourth series of the game. We're up 14 to nothing going into the fourth series. We've got the ball. We had a good little drive down the field, probably ball on 25, 27-yard line. It's fourth and four. He goes hurry up a little bit, and dummy dummy cases, uh, Kansas draws them off sides. We get an offsides penalty. We get a free set of downs. We move it down a little bit closer. We end up kicking the field goal, go up 17-0. A couple things could have happened prior to that 
drawing them offsides. That's a great call in football. I mean, when you can draw a team offsides and you make that call as the head coach to, to commit to that, uh, you get the free set of downs. Uh, that, that's huge. So either he didn't do that and we kick a field goal and we miss a field goal because we're further away, right? Or we go for it and we don't get it. Either way, it's still 14 nothing us. All right, but we get the offsides penalty. We go down, we kick the field goal, we go up 17. The very next drive, Kansas has it. They had their best drive of the game up to that point. They get it down. It's fourth and one. They're going for it. Sark takes a timeout. Smart, smart call on the part of him. Because basically when he takes a timeout, he, he, he not only takes a timeout, but he forces them to pause and second guess what they're doing. Because remember, right now, 17 to nothing. Nobody wants to get shut out. So they decided then to kick the field goal after we called the timeout. They missed the field goal. We're still up 17-0. We go on to make it 24-0 after they missed the field goal. So, so if you back up in this little scenario I've given you, Sark causes them to jump off sides. We go up 17. We could have still only been up 14. They're going for it on fourth and one. He didn't take a timeout. They make it, end up going down and scoring a touchdown. We could have a 14-7 to ball game. Real quickly, real easily, but instead it was a 17 nothing ball game. We got the ball back and we go down and make it 24. So decisions like that in the game are what help you break that game open the way we broke it open. It was over at halftime, right? So uh, I thought that was a big time decision on his part to draw them off sides on fourth and four, speed up the tempo a little bit, and then uh, and then also call timeout as they were attempting to go for it, made them second guess, they end up missing the field goal. Yep. All right, uh, Brian Irwin, two-time state championship football coach. Uh, this has been Lunch with the Coach on Texas Football. Uh, please visit us at InsideTexas.com each and every day. Uh, I'm there writing articles as well as Eric Nalin, Jerry Hamilton, Justin Wells, Joe Cook, Paul Wadlington, uh, and uh, Ian Boyd as well. Uh, for Brian Irwin, this has been Bobby Burton. Thank you for watching.